I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I promised myself I was never going to watch Fresh Prince again when they swapped out Aunt Bibbs. But truth be told, as long as they let Carlton do his thing, I was always going to take him in and just sit right there. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The loser lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right. <laughs> Which is easier to figure out right now? The Mavericks or WandaVision? <laughs> because I, I'm trying to figure... I, I think the Mavericks are actually easier to figure out than WandaVision. I can't get on board with the show. I'm going to tell you that they're the exact same level of compelling right now because I definitely want to turn off both of them at some point. <laughs> There's, I, I'm th- We're three episodes into WandaVision and I'm saying, hey, let's be patient. Let's see more. <laughs> let's, you know, let's let it develop a little bit more. And so I find myself saying the same thing uh, with the Mavericks of let's be patient. Let's see a little bit more before I form an opinion. You can't give up on WandaVision or the Mavericks yet, yet. If the Mavericks were WandaVision, it would be like if like Josh Richardson and Dorian were their best players. Those are the they're the That's least compelling Avengers so far. I mean, of the Avengers, you could have picked, but I think Wanda's and, pretty cool. <laughs> I did not know if you're going to finish that sentence. On today's show, Isaac <laughs> and I are going to break down the Mavericks' one sixteen to one hundred four loss to the Utah Jazz. It was. A, 12-point loss, but it wasn't even that close. I mean, the score does not tell the whole story in this one. So we're going to break that down, and uh, we got to start here. This sucked. This sucked. The Mavericks just didn't – they did not come out and play like a team that just was revitalized and got a bunch of their guys back, right? Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith played for the first time since January 7th. That's three weeks. First time they played in three weeks. And somebody else. And, and well, I'm saying, and Dwight Powell came back for the first time in, what, two two weeks, basically, from, yeah. from testing positive from COVID-19. And they get those guys back. You think, all right, this is the first time we're going to see Luka, Porzingis, Josh Richardson, Dorian on the same court. Tim Hardaway Jr. has actually been playing really well. Luka's been doing his thing. All of a sudden, now all the bench players go back to being bench players, and you start revitalizing this rotation. Willie doesn't have to play 35 minutes at center anymore because at least you have Porzingis can play some center, and maybe Dwight takes a couple minutes from him here and there. And they come out against the Utah Jazz and just look without Donovan Mitchell or Derek Favors and look absolutely terrible in this game, just on every level. I mean, like, what of this Mavericks team was good in this game? We're like the kings of optimism. Everyone always, you know, <laughs> comes at us and says, you guys are too optimistic about this team. But Luka had 30 points in this game, six assists. That That's that's very telling. That, that This mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of the Clippers series where they really try to take away the pass from Luka. And if you can take away the pass, then all of a sudden – you know, you're you're forcing Luca to take jump shots. Luca, two free throws. That that two free throws and six assists from Luca, even if he scores thirty points, that's not gonna get it done for the Mavericks because you're taking them out of their game. And so other than that, like I don't know if a lot went well for the Mavericks. Tim Hardaway Jr. was hitting on his shots finally. You know, after starting pretty pretty cold at the beginning of the game, finished four of six from three. Uh 
nothing else really went well for the Mavericks in this game, according to me at least. No, I I, I agree. I don't think anything uh, worked for them hardly at all. Um, I mean, you know, it, you know, at least the other night we were looking at the, you know the third quarter and saying, all right, we had a quarter and there was a lot of good stuff in that quarter and just hustle and defense and all of that, but there was nothing tonight. But okay, let's just say this: like, what did we like? fully expect in this first game or at least like what did i want to say what did like rational people expect because we were talking <laughs> on this podcast when you when can't this, just throw that in. you can't just say okay what did rational people expect this i game? mean you can't just casually throw that in there because we can't expect these guys we've been preaching over this past week that we can't expect these guys especially like i mean however you want to say it, high altitude stuff in utah but like <laughs> the first game back like i mean the first game back we've been joking that like, I mean, at least I've been saying, I think we're going to have a preseason fill to this team for the you know first couple of games, maybe a week. And that sucks from a, from a Mavs standpoint or from a fan perspective. And everybody's tweeting at everybody, you know, super mad and fans are upset. And they're like, we don't have the time. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, especially when you try to be optimistic right now, it's like, we don't have the time. It's a shortened season. I don't know what else to tell you. I know we don't have the time, but there ain't nothing you could do about it. Like, it's just... It's COVID. Like this is what happened to the team. This is this was the cards that you know was dealt to the team. Tim Hardaway had a quote after the game that, I mean, it, it was a, a a quote of quotes of saying the best defense across the league right now is the virus, and he was basically just saying, hey, you know, whoever's the healthiest right now is is the ones that you know you could, you're trying to put things together because the Mavericks, you know, they just they lack that consistency. And, you know, uh, Coach uh, Jenny said tonight after the game, she had some great quotes at halftime, but after the game on Fox Sports Southwest, she said, our guys needed to feel that tonight playing this jazz team. They needed, she said, a team that plays with great effort and confidence. Like this Utah team, they're arguably the best team in the league right now. They ha- I think they have the be- best record after they the do, Lakers yeah. lo- mm-hmm. lost to Philly. This was their 10th game in a row that they won. You watch a team like this, I mean, Everybody watched that game last night. They were clicking on all cylinders. They they have their chemistry figured out. They they each know their roles. They know every they they're a, a perfect team right now. And that's it. when you that combination combine it with a team like Dallas who's welcoming back, you know, three of their main rotation pieces, two starters, trying to figure all that stuff out on the fly. It's not a good combination. I'll say this. Do I did I think Dallas was going to be as bad as they were tonight? No, but am I walking away saying, "Man, this is the worst loss of the season. I can't stand all of this." I'm not at that level either because I knew it was going to. I expected it to be a slower like return for these guys. So I think several things can be true, right? I think that the Mavericks played like trash in this game, right? Even even though they got these guys back, they still played terribly yeah. in this game, right? We can still call out. Porzingis for not being, you know, playing like a superstar player. And we can talk about when we should expect for him to, to be playing like that. We can call out the defense. The Maver- It was really the defense for the Mavericks, right? Yeah. I, you know, after the game, looked up on cleaning the glass and the Mavericks scored 110 points per 100 possessions, which is a really good offensive rating. Their defensive rating was 120. That's not going to win you game. You're not going to win many games if you're letting up 120 points per 100 possessions. The other thing is we also don't know enough about this Mavericks team yet. We, we we still yeah. don't that you know we haven't we've seen one game with these guys we've seen some you know limited minutes 24 minutes for Dorian Finney-Smith 23 minutes for Josh Richardson in this game in their first back and still haven't seen Maxi Kleba he's uh, apparently according to Carlisle he's cleared of isolation he started workouts and 
He could possibly play on Saturday, so that's when the Mavericks could be back to full strength, at least roster-wise. So we don't know enough about this Mavericks team yet to make any big overarching decisions or make any big takes. Like You're not going to hear us make takes like the Mavericks aren't going to make the playoffs. This Mavericks team needs to make a huge deal. I'd like to see this Mavericks team at full strength and together, and we haven't seen that yet. The other thing that I've been thinking about is this is a really terrible team, especially right now to go against. If you're coming back, if you're trying to get back in the swing of things, it would have been really nice to play a team that has terrible defense, right? Or that doesn't play well yes. together, that's disjointed, right? To just run up the score and to to play really well against. But this is a, the Jazz team that's playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. So I think all three of those things can be true about this Mavericks game, is that they played terribly. We don't know yeah. enough about this team to make any big decisions, and this was a really, really bad team to play in your first game back, coming back from. You know, some of these guys came back from COVID, a respiratory, you know, like a respiratory illness that it's affecting them in, in so many different ways. And so, especially since defense was the problem, the fact that those two guys are coming back, it, it's kind of telling. However, the other thing that can be true, and we'll talk about this coming up, Mavericks have a problem with centers. They do. They have a problem with centers. Pick and roll. Guarding the pick and roll, they have a very, very big problem. And guarding the pick and roll. This is two teams in a row, two games in a row, really, really telling for the Dallas Mavericks. These are two teams that they could face in the playoffs. Coming up, we're going to get into that, talk about what the Mavericks need to do, should they make a deal. And then in the third segment, we're going to grade your takes. After we're... Now, during the game, Isaac tweeted out the number one problem for the Dallas Mavericks is blank. And you guys answered it. We're going to rate your takes coming up. We'll talk about that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let's get into rockauto.com. It is the one place for you to get auto parts for your car or truck. There are so many different kinds of makes and models of cars, so many different parts, so many different places you could get them. And you don't have time for all that. The one thing about Rock Auto that I really like is that it saves you so much time. You don't have to go and look all over the place for different parts. You don't have to, oh, well, we don't have it at this store, but you can go over to this store and get it. Like Maybe if you need it that day, but... A lot of times, auto parts, you have time to get them. If you do, get them from rockauto.com. It has the catalog that's remarkably easy to navigate. You can just put your car, the make, the model, all that kind of stuff, and it spits out all the different parts that are available for your car or truck that they have on the site. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you want to go and spend all this time and spend up to twice as more as much for the same parts at a different place? Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box, and they know that we sent you. Again, write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what what about the rest of sports? We talk about the NFL a little bit, but now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with everything. Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers. It's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So, The Dallas Mavericks have a problem with centers and with the pick and roll. It was brought up several times in the postgame media session. Uh, Just, just look at the, just look at the box score, and you could, you could have, you could have known just by the box score. Rudy Gobert, twenty nine points, twenty boards. Mike Conley, seventeen points and uh, six assists. You have Joe Ingles, twenty one points. Jordan Clarkson, thirty one points. So the guards that run their pick and roll, Conley, 
Clarkson. Joe Ingles runs a lot of pick and roll for them. He's a really good playmaker. He had eight assists. He actually led them with eight assists in this game. And then their finisher, Rudy Gobert. And this is really crazy, but this is what the Mavericks do to teams. They, they run to run down the middle. They throw lobs to their guys. I mean, we've done, how many years have we done this with the Mavericks run this system, and yet they couldn't find any way to stop this team? What's the answer? Oh, gosh. You know, I think uh, David Locke, you know, head of our uh, podcast network, said, you know, before the game on a radio show, I saw him tweeted Careful. out that this is the this is the boss. Careful. <laughs> I, you know, I think, you know, he said on the radio show that at some point, you know, you look at this Utah team and this is crazy. This shows that how good of a team they are. But they're heading into this game against Dallas. They were number one in the league in rebounds which might catch you off guard a little bit, rebounds per game at 49, almost basically 50 rebounds, and they have 50 rebounds tonight. But it might catch you off guard a little bit because you're like, all right, they start Gobert, and then they start like Bogdanovich at at the four. It isn't like your traditional rebounding four there, but they do. They, They get all the boards when you have a guy like Rudy Gobert, but they also are second in the league in three point percentage and first in the league in three pointers made per game. So, I mean, what a, I mean, we're talking, I mean, we could go all day. We go, they're sixth in blocks. I mean, this is, there's a reason why they're one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league right now. So, but going back to Locke's tweet, he was saying, hey, if you, if you want to take out the shooters, the number one three-pointing shooting team right now in the league, then he predicted of saying that Rudy Gobert is probably going to get like 30 points. And uh, Rudy Gobert had a monster game, but that's not just a, a jazz thing too. I, I don't want to say and say that it's all Utah because Dallas really struggles with this. I was texting Nick during the game. I mean, when you look up synergy numbers and really kind of deep dive Dallas's numbers, guarding the pick and roll man, guarding not just the pick and roll man, but the, the pick and roll ball handler in these possessions, they're 23rd or lower and points per possession in both of those categories. You look at the pick and roll man, the pick and roll man is scoring over 50% of the time against Dallas. I mean, Yikes. over 50% of the time, the Yikes. roll man is scoring in that. So it's, they're not very good in that, in that they're 25th in the league in, in defending the pick and roll man uh, as he's rolling to the basket. They just, I mean, Utah, they just torched Dallas tonight on that. It felt like they could get it at will. When Dallas is praying that drop coverage like that sometimes, and you see KP or Willie or whoever's guarding, whoever is guarding Gobert, and they're kind of given that space, then Mike Conley's shooting a floater. When they're stepping up to guard you know, Mike Conley, then Rudy Go- a guy like Rudy Gobert, who is an amazing center, they can just loft it up to him, and he was scoring all day on that. And so Dallas, honestly, they just didn't have an answer for that. The other part of this is Jordan Clarkson, 31 points in this game. Like he was just on, he was on one tonight, right? So if you he's have the to, sixth man right now, right? I mean, I, I think yeah, he's yeah. the leading guy for that. Oh, easily, especially with the Jazz being, you know, playing their best basketball and the best basketball in the league right now. The Jordan Clarkson, he hit, he hit some tough shots too. It oh wasn't yeah, just, it wasn't just like the Mavericks were giving him the rim all day or giving him wide open shots. So, you know, it, it the, the Mavs. Margins are still kind of small right now. I don't want to keep. Yeah. I don't want to keep saying that and harping on it, and Derek harping on it. But like, if they can't stop the pick and roll, and so that was a problem. And then if Jordan Clarkson is going to go off, that's how you get routed, right? If maybe yeah. if Jordan Clarkson doesn't go off, he scores ten points instead of thirty-one, and the Mavericks still can't stop the pick and roll. Maybe you can scrounge up enough points to get even with this team. It comes down to a clutch win, and then you can maybe pull it off. But 
wasn't the case. Jordan Clarkson went off, and that was that was huge for the Dallas Mavericks. They're, and they the, and they the, still didn't like take away the three point line for for Utah no, either. Yeah, they no, still, they didn't. They still went sixteen to forty one from three, thirty nine percent from the three point line. So it, it felt like any time Dallas tried to get some momentum going, Joe Ingles would hit a three. Somebody Jordan Clarkson would hit some one handed left scoop shot in the paint, and uh, Utah is just. I mean. Okay, it's Quinn Snyder hairstyle top three in the league. <laughs> Has to be top three. Uh, he's t- he's definitely top three in the league on tightest pants. <laughs> watch out, watch out, Locks listening. <laughs> sorry, Locks. sorry, Locks. Sorry. <laughs> Taking Quinn Snyder's pants to task is what we're doing. <laughs> we got nothing else. This game was so bad for the Mavericks. Uh, oh, this is what we got. Mary we got joke. Quinn Snyder pants jokes. Is what we got. <laughs> um let's grade some takes what, what did you th- <laughs> no we'll do that in the third segment what did you think oh, okay. about so Kristaps Porzingis after the game so Kristaps in this game he played 32 minutes he scored 18 points five boards which is just you're seven foot three right like you can't get five boards against Rudy Gobert you have to win that battle at least at least two two to three right or at least like half <laughs> <laughs> five yeah. boards compared to 20 like you, you just can't lose that battle that that bad and expect to win zero assists for him too and he posted up a lot in this game so no movement off yeah. the ball no passing out of any double teams because they didn't have to double him uh 18 points two blocks in this game and a couple of them were were decent he him and him and luca both two of seven from three that that's not working for him right now but chris house after the game had an interesting comment that perked both of our ears up he said you know, we don't have the chemistry right now. He's talking about the guys coming back. He said, we don't know our roles. And mm. we both found that really interesting, the fact that he said that we don't know our roles yet, which how much has their roles changed from, or how much have their roles changed from last season, right? You have Josh Richardson joining the team. He's new. And then James Johnson is new. Trey Burke is kind of new, but he was there last year. What else do they need to know, right? That was my kind of thing is, what has changed from last year? And if it is changed a bunch, maybe it has because just because Josh Richardson's been introduced. If it has changed a lot, and the Mavericks are you know trying to focus on defense, maybe they changed their schemes in certain ways. But if it, if their roles have changed, then how long does it take to install those changes? Uh, they didn't have Chris Osmorzingis in training camp, so that maybe maybe halted it a little bit. They haven't had a lot of practices. They probably haven't had they probably haven't had any practices. With Luca, Porzingis, Josh Richardson, Dorian. Well, the facility you know. was shut down for a while too. Right. So, yeah. so, so they haven't had training camp. They haven't had practices. So you, you'll give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt for that. But my question is, how much has it really changed? Right? Like that was really strange to me that he said, "We don't know what our roles are." Like, what does he think his role is supposed to be? Does this this can't go back to the four or five thing with him? I know that that's the only angle. I, I don't know the answer. I don't know exactly what he was meaning by that. Uh, you know, when we were talking, you know, inside the locker room for for the Mavericks, you know, pre-COVID when we were all allowed in there, you know, each player had, a, you know, a piece of paper in their locker and each player had like three things that that was assigned to them. That was their role on the team. I remember talking to Dorian Finney-Smith about his, you know, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, and he had Pitbull on his, you know, on his uh, his paper. Like that was one of like his Dale? roles. <laughs> that was one of his uh <laughs> his his roles with the team. So and we heard Willie reference that, you know, piece of paper not too long ago that it must be something they take with them on the road and or they you know they obviously see it there in Dallas in their home locker, but 
I do wonder if this is KP kind of alluding to the, maybe it's an ever-changing role for some guys, especially somebody like him, that his role when he's starting alongside a center like Willie or somebody, that his role is completely different because we've heard him vocalize after games that he likes playing the five, it's different for him, the offense is more open up for him. And then, you know, when you start with Willie one game and then he goes against Utah tonight and he's starting at center, then it's back in a different type of role. So I wonder if that's the angle he was meaning by it. I don't, yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know the exact answer <laughs> to to that. The other part of this is they posted him up so many times. We just talked about this on the last post-game podcast because, you know, you know last year, Carlisle went on this huge rant about how post-ups aren't a good play. And then they posted up Chris Porzingis all these times. And so maybe they've changed their, the coaching staff has changed their stance on that. I was not impressed with the way this team. Maybe, maybe Luca was calling him. I, maybe he was again. I mean, he, he he was in the last game. Apparently, I was not impressed in the way either. Either one of these two things happened: the team did not carry out Carlisle's plan, or Carlisle did not have a good plan. It's one of those two things, right? Because nothing was working for him. They didn't have any answer for Gobert. They didn't have any answer for the pick and roll. I'll, I'll take it a step further, though. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it all on Rick. I would say it's it's an effort thing too. On well, top, there's that's a lot. What I'm saying. Well, it's one of those two things. It's either the team didn't carry out the plan well, or there wasn't a plan, or there wasn't a good plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a combination of a bunch of things of getting the guys back. I don't. But I think you can. It's like you said at the very beginning. And there's a lot of things that can be true. I think there's a lot to be said about bringing the guys back and trying to figure all that and them getting their legs back. But can you also say that the effort wasn't there tonight too? Yeah, 100%. and Luke, Luke is the first person to tell you that after the game, saying we just have to try harder. And that sounds like a cliche <laughs> thing, but honestly, that's what it is. You just have to try harder and play harder, and that's what Dallas has to do. Yeah, coming up, we're going to grade your takes. Isaac tweeted out the number one problem for the Dallas Mavericks right now is blank. And you guys gave us, right now we're at 66 responses, which is crazy which is a lot we're gonna go rapid fire through some of these and grade them on a scale so come back with us and we'll uh, grade your takes hopefully your name will be read on the podcast but before we do isaac harris bet online is the one place that we trust to put down some money there's the super bowl coming up the big game uh if you sign up for a free account at betaline.ag use that promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus super bowl mb actually i'm not gonna do that i'm i'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one i i I went back and forth. I was trying to figure out which one I was going to do, which which prop bet I was going to bring up. The Puppy Bowl. Ooh, solid. The winner of the Puppy Bowl. The Puppy Bowl will be shown on Discovery Plus and Animal Planet February 7th at 2 p.m. Team Fluff or Team Rough? They both have minus 120 odds. Mm. So you bet you bet 100 and you win, or you bet a you bet 120 to win 100. Who you got? Team Fluff or Team Rough? Oh, Team Fluff all day. I'm going day. Team Rough. Rough and ready. That's what that's what makes a Puppy Bowl winner is if you're rough and ready. Fluff, get out of here with your fluff. Come on, <laughs> give me rough. Yeah, yeah. Combine that with your jokes uh, the other night about uh, Hardaway and Murray. Great combo. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And we are also brought to you by Built Bar. Ooh, I had a mint brownie Built Bar today. I actually have the wrapper right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone watching on WFAA. You. Shout out to everyone on WFAA. And I'm going to crinkle the wrapper for everyone on the podcast so you know. Uh, I just, shout out to Mavs Academy Awards. 
I <laughs> for the sound effects. <laughs> yeah, for the I envelope. <laughs> I had the goat. It's mint brownie. It's delicious. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You eat one and you don't feel bad afterwards. That's the best part. It feels like you're eating a candy bar. And then afterwards, it feels like you just ate something, you know, that like a granola bar, right? You know how the difference between eating your granola bar and then eating, you know, a candy bar, you're after a candy bar, you're like, ah, I shouldn't have ate that. Especially if you're, you're getting... If you're getting up there like we are, we're getting, we're starting to get old, Isaac. We're starting to have people that, that listen to us in high school that were born after the year 2000, which is pretty nuts. Somebody called me an old head on Twitter the other day. <laughs> you are an old head in, in Mavs podcasting. But uh, with Built Bar, though, you don't feel bad afterwards no matter what age you are. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you get a 20% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, your next order, not your first one, by the way. So if you're re-upping, if you want to buy another box, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Also try that promo code LOCKED. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN or LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of your takes. So the prompt was, the number one problem for the Dallas Mavericks right now is blank. You tweeted this out from the Lockdown Mavs account. Follow at Lockdown Mavs. You can also follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris and me at Nick Van Exit, and we're gonna we're gonna grade these scale of uh, A to F, right? We're gonna give them straight up grades. So if we think that the, if we think it's true that it is the Mavericks' number one problem, we'll give it an A. If we think that it's not, we're gonna give it an F. If we don't think it's a problem at all, that'll be an F. So that's the scale. Uh, this comes from CM C Medina. Health, defense, shot making, chemistry, probably the way that they're lacing up their shoes. I'm going to give him an F for the lacing up the shoes part because uh, I didn't see any twisted ankles. We all we didn't mention, we should have mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. Luca went out in the first quarter a little bit early with a knee thing. Mm. And he was rubbing his knee. He had ice on his knee. And the guy came back and played. Like, yeah. no one can ever say Luca's not tough, right? I mean, no, no. put up 30. Put up 30 still and was having anything. It's I don't think it's a reason why he didn't play well or anything, but he played through it and he's played through so many injuries and ailments and stuff. The guy, the guy is tough as nails. So, all right, I just wanted to mention that. Health, defense, shot making, chemistry. Give it a grade. I mean, there's so many reasons there. I don't even know what the grade. <laughs> like health, I'm gonna give it a C. The, yeah, you could you could give it health, but they had guys back in this game. Defense A. It was the defense for me tonight. The Mavericks did yeah. not show up defensively, so that's that's that one. I'd still put health a little higher up there. I mean, you're still missing Maxi. These guys first game back, what? they're not fully there. So I what's mean, I'd di- put health B. What's the difference between health and condition? Right, like I think oh, health- he put condition on there too. No, I- I'm saying what's the difference between health? Oh, I'm and just condi- lumping that together. Like I think conditioning could be an A, but I think I think health is more so because you had the guys back; they're available to play, so they're they're relatively yeah. healthy. Yeah. This is from Dominique. They're essentially in preseason form. Assuming they stay healthy, it'll be game to game, 30 to 35 before we really know what's going on. So they're in preseason form. That's their number one problem. Great to take. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's an A because this is – I mean, what do you do in the preseason? You see what you – you look at the parts that you have. You see what rotations. You see what lineups. You see what combinations work and all of that. This is what they're doing. Because this is what you know what they have to do because they've been missing these guys. So yeah, I mean I think that's a great take. That's we said earlier in this podcast. It's probably going to be the phase they're going to be in for a handful of games, and it, you're not going to like it as a fan. But it's just where they're at. Young weather learner says no veteran leadership. No knock on James Johnson. He's a solid piece, but this team is lacking proven, tested winners. 
This is a thing we've been talking about since yeah. the offseason. Definitely something that we thought. we One of the reasons why we wanted them to keep J.J. Barea is for, for this specific reason. And so I'm going to give that a B. I don't think it's the number one reason, but I think it's a big reason for sure. I'm with you on that. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give it a B. I, I think that is when it, whenever they do start to entertain, uh, whether it's this season or off season of finding you know more pieces uh, to this team. I think that is the route they're missing. I mean, we've said before. I like a Cal Lowry type. If they had a Cal Lowry veteran championship experience, you know, guy that's been there, done that on their team, I think it would work wonders. AJ says the team tendencies are very predictable. Even as a fan, I mostly know what they're going to do on offense, rotations, matchups, rebounding, and interior defense remain to be the weakness too. No, you don't. Tendencies being predictable. I'm going to go with him on this. I don't think it's the the number one issue, but I think that I think that's definitely a C plus to a B is the fact that, you know, they're predictable. The offense is just kind of Luca does his thing. And if Luca can't do his thing, then what do they do after that? Uh, I'll push back a little bit. I think it's I'd, I'd give it like a C. I mean, it's this isn't Lamar with the Ravens passing game last year. I mean, that was the most predictable. The shade from you for Lamar because it was tough. Wow. I watched this team freaking play all wow. year. It's hard. Uh, but now our wow. you know our passing coordinator got head coaching job in Houston. So okay, makes no uh, sense. So Houston yeah, makes I'll, no sense. Hey, can we laugh at Houston sports? Houston again? sports. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, I'll give it a C just because. I, I think it, I think their offense is one of the hardest things to predict right now because they've had to change so much. They've had so many guys out. I mean, we've seen okay, That's not a good thing. I, it's not a good thing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> last year they attempted 41 threes a game, and you know the past few games before this it was 32 threes, then 26 threes. They've been you know they tried to score more in the paint. That was the you know their focus. We see Luca trying to post up times. It's it's not just, I mean, look, they trying to post up KP tonight. So they're trying different things. Some of the things are obviously not working, but it's not the exact same thing every single time. So I don't think it's that predictable. It's just finding what works like that. that that's the thing right now. John Cunningham rebounding limited second chance points. What do you think about this rebounding thing? The Mavericks got out rebounded. What was it? 50 to 38, maybe 30, 32, 36. Oh. 36 50 to 36 and like we said porzingis got out rebounded 20 to 5 hold on let me look up drummond's numbers (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding guys don't do it (laughs) i think rebounding is definitely a problem they're 24th in the league in rebounds per game dallas he said let me look up drummond's numbers (laughs) um yeah rebounds a problem i mean it is that's a b it's it's only a b because it's it's not the number one thing i don't think but it is a thing for sure Second it is definitely a thing, not, not number one, but it is definitely a thing. Um, mankind, shout out to mankind tweeting us. Oh, all I thought of, that was, I thought mankind. that was the number one problem. Like, sure, yeah, we're, we're mankind all says up. time. That's a good one. Just give him time. Give him time to gel. That's what we've been saying. Give him time oh, to yeah. play together. First game. I don't know if it's the biggest problem, but it, that's a, that's a B. These are all solid. Just, like the Mavs have a bunch of problems. This is not the number one one. <laughs> I yeah. I think that's a that's a good one. I mean, this is what we've been preaching all the time. And to the crowd, my whole thing is like to the crowd saying we don't have time. What's your solution? Yeah. Like, what is the solution? You don't one. You don't know exactly what what player out there that you can have right now that you can get with the assets that you have. So you can't just throw any trade out there and say, well, we should have gotten this player. Well, it doesn't work that way because we don't know for sure if that player is available or if we could even get that player. But two, like. 
what's the solution? Like we love, we love to complain and we love to say, and like rant and all this stuff, say how much you're sick, but then it's like, all right, well, what would you do differently? And they're like, Oh, I'm just, I just want to be mad because are you going to look in Josh Richardson's face after Dorian and Dwight and these guys after one game and say, all right, time to blow it up. You played your one game after coming back from COVID from three weeks ago. So now let's, you know, let's blow this thing up. This is our, this is your one shot. No, you have to give it time. I mean, now, are we still going to stay here in three weeks from now saying, wow, the Mavericks have some big problems and all this stuff? Very well, we could be sitting there. At that point, we can form some big opinions on the team, at least my opinion. Then we can form some, okay, now that it might be some roster movement, now they have to really switch up some things. But I just I, I can't get there until we see these guys on the court. All right, uh, so many other takes. You guys can go follow at Locked On Mavs and find those. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week. Part two is up today on Thursday. So go check out Rejecting the Screen for more stories about Kobe's intense competitive drive, his feud with Shaquille O'Neal, and the love he had for his teammates. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast. Guys, we will be back with another post-game show after... The next Jazz game, which is coming up, another Utah game so on Friday. So here we go. We'll bring you another one. We'll have a show tomorrow as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Uh, sidebar, Alphonse Ribeiro, the greatest physical comedian of the 19th, 20th, and 21st century. Case in point right here. Wow. Iconic. Yeah. I never know how to react when a grown man does the cartoon in front of me.